0: Welcome to JMA Unwired, a podcast dedicated to discussing the latest in mobile technology. Each episode features relevant topics to educate our listeners and help them make informed decisions about the rapidly changing wireless world. Now, let's get unwired. Hey, everybody, and welcome to uh, JMA Unwired. My name is Greg Dial. Uh, I look after product and market strategy here at, uh, at JMA you know, wanted to talk to you today about some, you know, some high-level concepts some things that, that really have us interested, um, at, you know, in the space, uh, you know, really talking about the uh, future of networks, um, you know, driving towards software-based flexibility and, and and really just taking a step back and looking at how networks have evolved, you know, over the last number of years, um, you know, where we see them going, you know, we've, where we've put some of our investment and, you know, essentially where... Uh, some of the value um, that we see being extracted from uh, you know from the architecture that we've that we've put together, so um, there's 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 really no arguing the fact that you know that the overall cellular communication that we we see today is has really transformed our lives. Um, the pace of that innovation has has really been you know nothing short of of remarkable. Um, we've we've moved from um, uh, you know at least in my experience uh, all the way back to two G days uh, when it was all about voice. Uh, Moving into 3G, the early stages of video, um, uh, 4G, where where video and social media really came into its own and, you know, really looking at uh, 5G as, um, you know, really really the game changer. And, you know, I've seen more changes going from 4G to 5G um, than than really any other um, technology change within the wireless industry, which, which really begs a different type of architecture. Um, you know, so one of the things that that we look at is you know, if we were to build this as a a clean sheet, right? the the you know what we're calling kind of the the clean sheet future ready network, um, it would be built much differently than you know the way we've been building networks in the past. so if you if you think about a traditional network architecture, it was highly linear, right? So um, you know a highly linear type of uh, framework uh, traditionally builds in you know quite a bit of issues that, um, with technology, you can solve certain bandwidth and latency issues, but generally, when you're when you're dealing with, you know, the same network architecture, you're you're dealing with, um, uh, you know, a, a, a mousetrap, quite honestly, that um you, you know that that needs to be refined. So you're really the the crux of this is moving from um, you know custom hardware-based networks that provide specific custom functions to software-based open networks that you know quite frankly take the best of breed whether it's on um, the core network side, uh, a virtualized RAN uh, network side, the ability to plug in different applications, um, and and one of those applications certainly is is VRAN, and then um, bringing that all the way out to the user through uh, what could be um, a mix and match type of uh, deployment scenario um, with with low mid band and, and now millimeter wave radios um, but really, really, what you're doing is you're bringing a lot of those functions closer to the user, right? And you're doing that with uh, common hardware. Um, you know that that really is critical to support that edge compute model. What that does is is a couple of things. Um, it, it it increases the level of security. I mean, you're you're really going um, you know from a large number of hops to a, a smaller number of hops. You're delivering a much higher uh, bandwidth, especially when we're talking about millimeter wave technology, um, and and. Quite honestly, the the critical piece of bringing those functions closer to the user is that the input and the response loop becomes becomes much shorter, right? So essentially, in our world, that's you know lowering latencies to something that um, you know is is really minimal, going from something in an average of fifty milliseconds on a on a four G network to uh, sub five milliseconds on a on a five G network. Um, and and the other thing that it does too is it it uh, drives choice within the network, so you know, the days of having, uh, you know, a closed loop system with, um, you know, kind of my core, uh, my baseband, my my radio. Um, in the early days where, where things were heavily standards-based, you know, I would say that that worked, right? It was a very linear model. Um, you know, you had a, a, a geography that was built out in such a way that it made sense to manage it in, in a linear type fashion. With with the advances that we've made in, in software, with the advances that we've seen in edge compute, with the advances that we've seen in some of the applications that are sitting closer to the user, um, you know, there, there really is no other choice other than to virtualize these elements and, and do exactly, you know, quite frankly, what the, the wired side of, of the equation has been doing for a number of years through things like uh, software-defined wide area networks. Um, and And we've seen the impact of these software-defined networks at least on the wired side. Um, and most recently with 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 the pandemic that we've all been facing, if you were to you know try to manage the overall um, you know data model uh, a number of years ago through a linear based system, there there would be no way to ebb and flow with the data needs. With the massive shift that we've seen from uh, data traversing, um, you know, a, a business location moving uh, to people working from home, uh, you know, without the ability to manage that via software, without the ability to um, move that traffic in a in a near real time manner to, to manage the load, um, we really would have seen a lot of these networks been been brought to their knees. And and I really do think that you know, as we get into a, a wireless construct, um, you're gonna see many of those things in the future. Uh, you know, think about something like, like a cloud gaming, right? Um, you know, the ability to deliver a wireless experience for something that's high bandwidth and, and very latency sensitive is going to be, uh, you know, more and more difficult to do that in a traditional architecture where, um, you know, whether it be cloud-based or, or, or something that is, um, you know, directly based in, in, a, in a local data center somewhere, the ability to manage something to the degree that you need to um, from, a perfor- from a performance perspective is, is going to be uh, more and more difficult. So, uh, quite frankly, the, the, the difference between 3G and 4G, you know, when, when you were looking at video, was really a matter of, you know, being able to broadcast, um, you know, regular standard definition video and moving into, a, you know, a high definition mode. The difference when you're moving from 4G to 5G is when you're trying to do things like cloud gaming or advanced manufacturing or anything that requires a high level of precision, you're going to get a, to a situation where unless you have a flexible architecture and a flexible architecture, meaning something software based and closer to the user, quite frankly, you know, some of those things are 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 just not going to work. You're going to get to a point where. Um, you know, these, these gaming services have, uh, uh, you know, so much lag that it's going to be a, a poor experience for the user. Uh, the ability to, to make, um, you know, uh, micro decisions, as we call them, in some of the smart manufacturing locations are going to be more and more difficult to manage. Um, so so the, the way in which the precision of these networks needs to be managed, the only way to really do that is through a software-based um you know edge located uh type of type of architecture and and really you know at jma that's that's what we've been focused on is taking from the baseband forward um moving all of the traditional hardware-based uh custom uh hardware architecture into an open software-based architecture so you know really a lot of exciting things happening in that space and and you know one of the one of the most exciting things is the level of, of flexibility that you get you know kind of the what we call the promise of a of a Swiss Army knife. So, you know, understanding that um, you know there's a there's a maximum need for mix and match capability. Uh, you know, we we really looked at a couple of different ways to do that. So um, everyone's familiar with multi-operator core network or Machin, um or multi-operator radio access network um, or Moran right, uh, what we've done is we've, we've added a, another layer of capability into these networks, um, you know, that, that really allows a deeper level of flexibility. So if you think about, you know, a traditional network, um, uh, you know, that's, that's multi-operator, you have a core, multiple core networks connected to it um, that's, that's plugged into uh, a single baseband, and then you have a variety of different uh, applications that are, that are running simultaneously on, on, those, uh, uh, on, that, on that wireless system. Really what we've done, uh, you know, is taken the ability uh, to, to do what, what really what Wi-Fi did with VLANs and do that with um, our eNode B or g B or, or to, to the layman, you know, our, our 4G radio capability and our 5G radio capability. And what that allows you to do is, is really create a, a, a unique end-to-end flexibility, right? So not only can you have multiple customers and multiple cores, um, but you can, you can also from a software defined perspective Provide um, multiple uh, 4G eNodeBs or 5G gNodeBs that provide a, a whole nother angle of of flexibility. Um, you can you can guarantee the quality of experience um, not only from the core to the baseband to the user, but you can actually do that based upon a specific application. Uh, you can you can really offer you know an unmatched level of security by, by partitioning these different applications. Uh, you can offer you know really full ownership of the data when you're talking about a private LTE deployment, um, and and you can really dedicate particular pieces of spectrum in particular areas, um, you know, to define an experience based upon a a, a detailed user's needs. Um, so when we, when we think about how this, um, what we call our multi-operator owned network, uh, you know, versus network slicing, there's, there's a couple of important things to think about. And, and, and really this is the underpinning of where I think these, these networks are gonna go in the future. Um, when you look at network slicing, I mean, it's, it's very technology specific. Um, it, you know, it does give you some flexibility in terms of how devices or applications are treated, um, but, it, but it doesn't really give you um, the full flexibility on both a a user a spectrum and a location basis that um, you know software defining an actual radio instance is going to give you Um, you you can't offer true customer ownership with network slicing you're really just a a piece of the same pipe that's that's going through the network with a multi-operator owned network or the software-based radio flexibility you can really, really start to offer direct data ownership to customers. And again, in a a private LTE world where enterprises are starting to build and own these networks themselves, you know, that that becomes more and more important. Um, You know, you can can really start to, as I mentioned, you know, guarantee certain quality of experiences. So um, think about, again, that manufacturing location. You can provide uh, a differentiated experience for the precision manufacturing which would be different um, allocated bandwidth and latency than let's say a push-to-talk system that's, that the, the security uh, team is running there, which is a different uh, bandwidth and latency level that's provided to the security cameras, right, that are running. One is, one is hyper-latent in terms of, or, or uh, uh, minimalistically latent, I should say, on the precision manufacturing side, Push to talk would be something like best effort. And then if you look at some of the security cameras, obviously uh, latency is less a, less of an issue and you're talking more about a high bandwidth application. So the ability to mix and match the resources in a software-based environment you know, really becomes maximized. The cost and value of Spectrum is, has really never been greater. So when you look at what something like CBRS offers you with 150 uh, you know, megahertz, you know, looking at the value, um, you know, per user on that system, the value of, um, uh, you know, the bandwidth that you're providing to that user, the ability to slice that spectrum up, especially when it's a scarce resource, um, when you're dealing with 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 carrier-based uh, spectrum that's available. Um, you know the ability to maximize the usability of, of, of that spectrum becomes uh, you know more and more important. So you know at the end of the day, really what we're looking at is um, you know building a, a clean sheet framework for software-based networks that allow maximum amount of flexibility, the ability to connect multiple users, and multiple users in our case could be um, the carrier community, it could be uh, enterprise private networks, it could be specific applications plugging into these networks, but. really, at the end of the day, we're looking at the ability to plug in, um, uh, you know, not only multiple users, but being able to to define the experiences on those networks to a a greater degree. And again, you know, you're you're looking at software-based capability, you know, driving um, the inherent flexibility that's going to drive these networks in the future. Um, So hopefully, as you look at this, you know, it becomes clear that you know, if as we build these networks from the ground up, whether they be from a carrier basis, uh, in in an in-building scenario, uh, or in an enterprise private network basis, you know, really the the, the flexibility um, you know becomes maximized with software, and you know, that's really where where we're driving the JMA business. So, thanks everybody for joining us today. Um, be sure to check out the white paper on on this topic. Really excited to to bring all of this new technology to you, and um, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Unwired Podcast by JMA. If you enjoyed today's topic, we encourage you to check out more episodes and content available at jmawireless.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and stay up to date with the latest trends in mobile technology.